Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Tuesday the 20th of June. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off with the scores on the doors. And of course, last night, the US markets were closed. So we have nothing to go on, as they say. However, European markets were open. We had the stock 600 down 1%, FTSE down 07 Germany down 1%, France down 1%, and Spain down 0.6%. There. Spy futures, though, after yesterday's 44-point rise on the ASX 200, we have a 12-point gain pointed to by the SPY 200 futures, the ASX 200 futures up 0.17 of a percent. So certainly a little bit of optimism continuing to carry over from yesterday. I suspect that might be a little misplaced. We do have US futures slightly easier at the moment. Nothing very dramatic, but certainly slightly easier going with that trend at the moment that maybe we have seen markets peak, at least in the short term. And of course, the US coming back from their holiday. And then we have July 4th Independence Day. So those two holidays coming pretty close together and the US starting to hit the summer doldrums to some extent. But uh, US markets back this evening. We did see Asian markets yesterday ease as well, around half a percent. Looking at the European banks last night, UBS was up 1.4%. And Barclays down 0.3 and Deutsche down 1.1%. Commodity markets, though, were open last night. And we did see the Brent crude price drop 0.17 of a percent, 13 cents to 76.13. WTI ease back 2.1%. Still, still some concerns about a Chinese stimulus and a recovery, which seems to be spluttering at best, down $1.52 to $70.00 and 24 cents so just hovering above that 70 buck mark u.s gold price 1950 down seven dollars 70 or 0.4 of a percent silver down 0.9 of a percent as well lme prices well i suspect most people in the uk were watching the cricket rather than watching lme prices last night lme copper was down 0.4 of a percent nickel down 1.8 percent aluminium down 1.2 zinc down 1.7 lead down 0.2 and ton for some reason was up just over five percent yesterday we saw the iron ore price ease back in dalian iron futures down 2.2 percent and that was the reason we saw some weakness yesterday in those iron ore stocks bhp rio and fortescue in the uk bhp was down 0.75 pretty much in line with what it was here, Rio down 1.6%. Looking at the bond markets, uh, the Aussie just above 4% again, 4.05% there. Bitcoin up again, just slightly 0.65%, 173 US dollars to 26,712. The Aussie dollar pretty steady, 68.48. We do have RBA minutes today coming out from that board meeting in early June. Uh, 68.48 for the Aussie dollar and the US dollar index slightly higher, 0.27% higher at 102.49 there. As far as uh, stories around this morning goes, 
there was uh, BCA Research in the US. Uh, they are saying that the S&P 500 could soon reach its 4,500-point target, and it may be time for investors to reposition. They remain tactically overweight equities, uh, but are preparing to transition to equal weight once the S&P 500 reaches 4,500. Of course, at the moment, the S&P 500 is 4,410. So pretty much near as damn it, I have to say. 90 points, not really much in it. And certainly there is growing uh, consensus, I guess, amongst analysts that maybe we are seeing the markets just top out a little bit from their recent run. But I guess time will tell whether that comes to pass. Oil falling about that uncertainty on the Chinese economic growth last night. And Warren Buffett has uh, raised his stake in five Japanese trading houses. Berkshire Hathaway uh, raised the stake uh, to an average of 8.5% in five of Japan's trading houses. It holds stakes in Itochu, Marubini, Mitsubishi, Mitsui and Sumitomo. Uh, the U.S. insurer Berkshire Hathaway said in a release on Monday. But Buffett recently travelled to Japan to convene with equities with the trading firms the first time in whirlwind meetings. I know we always say we always want to invest like Warren Buffett, but let's face it, how many of us private investors can travel to Japan and meet with executives from those five trading houses anyway? In local news today, we've got those RBA minutes, but UBS has upgraded lithium prices for Pilbara and IGO. It's realised price expectations for lithium miners after the spodumene price ticked up 13% a tonne at the weekend. Pilbara is now forecast to realise $3,360 US a tonne on sales of 162,000 tonnes in April, June. And IGO spodumene price is expected 4340 US a tonne, which is 12% above UBS's current estimate in the September quarter. Uh, they are saying electric vehicle sales stayed high in May at 34%, and their China team are confident an acceleration into the half second half will keep the 2.8 million year-to-date sales on track for 8.8 million units over 2023. So that's out this morning. In other news this morning... We've also got Woodside approving investments in Trion in Mexico, with oil production targeted for 2028. Uh, The development is subject to joint venture approval and regulatory approval there. Uh, ARU, uh, Arafura Rare Metals, have received a letter of intent regarding up to $300 million of debt funding for the Nolans project from the Canadian uh, EDC. So some good news there for Arafura, which has been under the pump recently. Regis Resources has updated Group Mineral Resource to 178 million tonnes at 1.2 grams a tonne of gold. And Leo Lithium, I've written that one up today in Henry's take uh, as a uh, buy, a pretty strong buy to be honest. And uh, today it is just announced, after I'd written it up and posted it on the newsletter, has upgraded its mineral resource estimate at the Gulamina Lithium Project in Mali to 211 million tonnes at 1.37% lithium hydroxide. So that is a big upgrade from them. Certainly that drilling campaign seems to be bearing fruit. Uh, National Australia Bank confirms it is amongst E... uh, Sorry, HWL Ebsworth clients potentially impacted by a data leak. And we have Talga has received investment bank funding in Europe for its Vitangi anode project in Sweden. 
And we also saw today ARN Media confirms acquisition of a 14.8% interest in Southern Cross Media. Looks like there's some consolidation due in that sector. SRG Global has secured a, secured a contract with Watercorp WA, valued at $50 million. Uh, Regis Healthcare has been downgraded to a hold from a buy at Jefferies. Uh, Medibank Private confirms exposure to a new cyber breach. These boys can't turn a trick, can they? You think they'd have learnt the first time. Centre Group upgraded to overweight from neutral at Baron Joey. And Fortescue uh, in contention for a stake in Alinta Assets, apparently, according to the Australian. And the Australian reports Fortescue has been invited back to the table with Macquarie Group, BP and APA Group, while Hancock is believed to be out of the running for those Alinta Assets. Breville Group initiated underperform at CLSA. And in other news this morning, not much else. So that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. Bye.